Welcome to a special episode of Adventures in Humanness with me, your host, JC. And today I'm actually going to talk and introduce my daughter because she started talking tonight and I, she was making some valid points and I thought, let's roll this and let's hear this conversation roll out. Because, you know, the level of indoctrination that I'm seeing in our schooling and all our parents and teachers standing by, I think we need to talk about this. I think we need to include this in a conversation in the adventure. So, listen on. We go through a few things. Lots of love. So basically, what you... asking children... You know, what went well this year? How did you thrive? Which yeah. bit did, and why did you thrive? Mm. And then, okay, well, you got loads of outside time and you got to learn outside. Cool, let's make an outdoor classroom. Yeah. Know, shite like that. No, exactly. You know, it needs to be, you so know, what like do you stuff think? from behind, how men invented bras. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's nothing, well, not very much in this world that was created for certain people by that person if that makes sense basically what you're what you're saying is the creation of schools and like how they work and everything is not being created for the good and the nourishment and enhancement of the pupil rather than the 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 system that wants to just put across the information rather than sit there how we couldn't have our coats on even though it's freezing just because we couldn't have more screen and also the way that you know the bells go are trained you know you know where the way you have to kind of obey put your hands up you know you wait for a bell you know, when you think about it, that's how Pavlov's dog was trained, wasn't it? You can train the dog to salivate, you know, the bell goes, the children get up. Where's the kind of expression? Where's the nurturing? It's all learning information and parroting back information. And if you do that well, then you get really great marks. And you know what I always found surprising was, you know, when you used to go to school, and even when uh, Alyssa did, that you know these charts that they have and someone's a good reader and someone's on the bottom because someone's always on the bottom aren't they because someone's got to be on the bottom so how does that how does that nourish and nurture children and also how does it nourish and nurture children to be tested and stressed when they're seven years old there's nothing wrong with being told you need improvement on this but obviously if someone that's good obviously but not like that at the bottom but then they're not having any so why were you at the bottom this week what do you think okay what do you think we need to improve on then or how can or I rather, help you yeah. improve so you could get to the top of that? And vilifying that as like well. That, instead of just being like... And also... And also not the, the encouragement of obviously any ch- kind of ch- children who are coming through now and they are much more open to who and what they are, their energetic gifts. I mean, what kind of provision is... They are vilified and they are labelled as being autistic or this. Well, what if, you know, they are the children that naturally just don't resonate with sitting and being trained and obeying and stuff and now what then now they have to be in masks yeah. <laughs> i mean how on earth i mean that's cruelty we, that's we cruelty get, you know we had our planners and stuff that had our we used to get stamps at our school mm. and we'd get a number in our so we'd get a stamp for every lesson at the end of the week you told it up at the end of the year so it's all just up, like and then you get like miracles essentially yeah the topic for having like stamps so you yeah. get extra stamps and good behaviour or so it's all kind of well. competition but no I was just going to say that <clears throat> if you were bad you'd get numbers each number represented something different or coming down and they went up to like 
Mm. Um, so you'd get different numbers. And say if you didn't bring your homework, yeah. some teachers will be cool, like, you know, just bring it in tomorrow, like, it's fine, I'll give you a stamp. And mm. some will be really anal and be like, that's number three in your planner for no homework. But then, like, my point hitters. is, yeah. it's only just going off whether you brought it or not, if your homework is good. Of any so basically, quality. what you're trying to say. Well, it's basically you just got the mark just if you did it, not on the merit no, of what the homework. In, it, That's what I mean. Just homework. basically, like, just I got, I got just for being obedient. Basically, in English for not having my homework, and even though I was like, she's a really nice teacher, and I was like, I'm really sorry, like I have forgotten it. I definitely need to do it, but it's at home. Yeah. And she's like, okay, bring it in tomorrow, but I am gonna have to give you a number. You know. That's so. It's that's like a, someone could bring their homework in. Mm. It was absolute crap quality. But they'd get a stamp. Because they obeyed. could have done amazing work. Mm. Just but they they did the task. They did the action. They got the they got yeah. the tick. What would you say like is um what is this moving forward with schools and like obviously it's great for kids to learn in community and stuff and I that's the one thing about home education is that I you know I really truly believe that children do need to you know not all the time but obviously be with and learning so like moving forward i don't want any kind of the schooling that we've had like what what kind of you know because in america you went to a school that was called the open classroom and like you children i would like it now but at the time i didn't i wasn't on board with it but like you know what used to happen was children's parents and it was really relaxed children's parents used to come in you children's parents used to come in and um and teach basically yeah i know i'm recording this um so you know (laughs) well no then it's not natural is it so you know it was really that kind of a that kind of a you know a system i don't even like saying system anymore but that kind of learning seemed to be really nice and organic it wasn't for me at the time because i wasn't at that place yet but you really liked it there didn't you yeah because i don't really i don't remember many of the other teachers Mm. I don't remember many of the other parents' lessons, to be honest. I don't really remember many lessons from there, apart from, like, select memories. But, like, to sum up with school, I think there definitely needs to... Obviously, you have... What has been like, the best... had a student council. Yeah. You know? But, again, only a few kids get picked on it. And, of course, it's usually the kids who are the good ones and who yeah. are always hand their things in or... Like basically really the ones that just do as they're told maybe. Like they don't mm. do and like equality so instead of saying like we'll have a black child on there we'll have an Indian child like obviously yeah. if they're there you know like I think going forward every school should have a student council but made up of yeah a fair representation someone, exactly someone from every ethnic group from ethnic background yeah. whatever language you know what I mean? And because what do you think? What do you think the you teachers... You can still have a voice for the kids. Yeah. But you can still get it off of the kids that you're preaching to them, like white middle Exactly. Class so ones. if Those the children... <laughs> exactly. So if the children had a voice, like for now, like about the masks and stuff, if the children had a voice, if they had a council, yeah. they could be raising that for themselves because, I mean, I'm sure there are teachers standing up right now, but, you know, at the, at the moment, they're just... You know, we're seeing such a great level of, of indoctrination with the adults. So, you know, if children had a voice, because children need a voice, mm-hmm. because the adults aren't doing their job right now. Yeah. So, you know, if children had a council, if children had a school council, that you know, and things like that. I'm just thinking of things moving forward. What education, knowledge, 
you know we've got to move forward with that but not I mean, not the knowledge that we've been learning and not in the way that we've been learning it <laughs> we need to have a school with the students running essentially the students still have teachers there obviously so they need to teach hmm. but have the students need to be retrained making, in teaching making decisions yeah about kind of small things that affect the kids on the day-to-day life you know like how they're so snobby about uniform you know we yeah and what is that about you even you get sent out of the class yeah for, like rolling your skirt up or doing this and it's like you're sending me so out basically of a lesson let's think because about of that my uniform so you're yeah. disrupting my learning you claiming yeah. I'm disrupting my learning. So what's more I important? My skirt rolled up That's the thing. That's hips. the thing. That's the thing that I used to think. You're disrupting I my went, learning. right, to a Christian school, and all I did was had a little thing in my nose. And you know what, what you just great. said? Yeah, no, no stud. What you just said about what does that affect my learning? So what is it about the uniform? Is it about... It's not about learning, is it? It's about conforming and everyone being the same. Because if it was about learning, why wouldn't you be encouraging children to, A, not wear a uniform, or, like, express themselves individually within that? Yeah. What's, and I, I always... I never understood, you see. And it was always for me, because it was a Christian school, too. You know, so after I got... I left the private school, because I got a bursary there. Um, and basically what happened was... I went to loads of different schools quickly. Mm. And at this Christian one, I had the, the nose stud in, and I didn't think even about not getting it done. I bet they would. And they, t- they said, that. take it out, and I got expe- you know, expelled in the end for oh, yeah. it. But I thought, I did not understand, I, yeah, for having nose stud. And I, you know, I really found that so ironic, but the fact that they were supposedly i don't know i always thought being christian was about kind of being like not judgmental and loving and like and that's when i started learning like the well that's when i started you know really thinking like is the world you know what always seemed like you know what was supposed to be good didn't actually seem like it so like you go into a christian school and they're telling you not to express yourself and you're like well hang on a minute is this actually for our good and like i went to loads of schools and you did too i mean like we traveled a lot See, um, my daughter went, we lived in America, we went and reunited with her father. And um, you went to, we moved around quite a bit because we were musicians and stuff. And we, she used to come in the rehearsal stuff and come on tours with us. And um, you went to about, I don't know, how many schools did you go out? Polk, Taylor, mm. Bennion, Open Classroom, Polk. And what did you notice the most in the difference? Because you were very, you were very intelligent. You were very clever. You you could read before you even went to school in England. So, you know, when you came out to America, I was actually quite shocked at they how start, far back they, they were. They start a year after. If that's even English, a thing, they start a year after English students. So I was in year four in England, but I was in the third grade there. Mm. I think you asked if I could go up to the fourth grade because. Because you could read. Year, yeah. You know. You could um, read well, and they, they were like. Said no, because obviously I was only third grade age. But I'm like, Isn't that funny? You know, our neighbour, and she was like. My home country doing more than fourth graders Yeah, anyway. but do you remember that Angela lived next to us at 807 20th Street, used to give you a lift? She was really. Her oh, daughter yeah. was really impressed, and she was nine, okay? And she was reading Harry Potter chapter books, and you were already, already reading that when you were, I know, five. So, like, and I was like, oh, that's really good. They definitely focus on different things. Like, I don't remember... But the kids are freer the there, aren't they? The kids are freer there. They walk well, to school. Well, not really, because, well, I'm <coughs> away, but... <laughs> I mean, I can't believe 
that it's actually quite crazy when I tell this to people. So I didn't think about it at the time, but I literally went to a school in which I had to wear plain, plain clothing in case people thought it was gang kind of oh, yeah. I'm a little white English girl, right? Oh like, my goodness, I'm yeah. Be in your and local neighbourhood gang. I understand that the gangs do exist, but I'm wearing a Camp Rock t-shirt. <laughs> I literally got told off for wearing a Camp Rock t-shirt. I'm in a Disney cult <laughs> What about those? They used to be really crazy clothes. Wait, right, we lived in Utah, okay? We lived in Salt Lake City. First we lived in Ogden, and then we lived in Salt Lake City. And they were a lot of Mormons. They're really nice people, actually. They all left their doors open. They all offered you lifts. But they had this thing about spaghetti straps. So, like, just really odd clothes things, right? So if you had, like, the, you know, those thin tops with the little strap, you know, vest tops. You know, they had a real thing about that. Like, you know, at school they wouldn't let her wear it because there was, like, exposure it was so bizarre and then um you know when i used to wear a top like that at the restaurant they were like someone's gonna cover your spaghetti straps up and i was like it was just you know what you're saying about the gang stuff and also i had um old english writing on my arm okay and it's and that was thought as gang stuff so you know what you're going into you know it's not like in california when you're going in with metal detectors and stuff is it but eleni what would you say what would you say was the biggest difference you know, being in America and being in um. Also, general. Well, no, just no. I mean, also, like you know, schooling, schooling, and also just kind of like just you know, in general, you know, in general experience. I preferred. I mean, it's kind of. Different. I mean, I definitely noticed that there was a lot more work in English schools. Like you actually did yeah. learn things. I don't remember learning much from Do you think kids are more obedient in English schools? Are they more free or less free? I couldn't really say because obviously when I was It seemed to me that your your children were freer in America. I tell you what I noticed in America, they a lot more sugar feeding of the children. Yeah. I mean, they had the candy. They didn't have that in England. They had like a choice. They had a candy fucking selection. I remember in Hong Kong, I want to say, you... Like say, the, the Pledge of Allegiance, school. and the yeah. first thing you do is oh yeah, the Pledge of Allegiance every day. Go on, say the Pledge of Allegiance. I Go. pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. <laughs> no one, gone one, one nation under God, indivisible. indivisible. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Used to know it, like used to oh, say yeah. it every. Can you shut the door, please? I used to know. Indignant when I said that, because I was like. This is not mine. Like, I, I don't give a shit about countries what am anymore. I pledging allegiance to? Yeah. The flag of what country? Oh, the crown, really, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I come from a monarchy, actually. Mm. I pledge my allegiance to the Queen. Mm, I don't. <laughs> no, but I'd say with American schools, I definitely don't remember learning much. Like, yeah. I do remember having lessons, but... I mean, we had those stupid silent reading times. We had to just read to ourselves with the giant macaroni. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those weird macaroni things. It's, no, but that's... A, that what was, was that all that about? Was such a ridiculous... Why I'm saying that education is slightly behind... Well, slightly? At least when I was there, anyway. Feeding them with sugar they, and bloody all sorts. You did that. You had the giant... Well done. You had the giant macaroni to essentially listen to yourself reading so you'd yeah. understand the words and... You know, so it wouldn't be reading in your head, so you'd, so you'd make it up. You'd yeah. Say it to yourself, but like 
you know, I must get these um, certificates, I must get these things, otherwise I can't live life. But it's just not true because yeah. most people who were home educated and did live outside the box, they're the ones who are the millionaires, they're the ones who are got massive global companies because they didn't learn like that. And they know that because when you stick children in unnatural, you know, sitting down for eight hours a day and now masked, for goodness yeah. sake, you know, and you teach them for a start stuff that's not even bloody true half the time, it's and the history's wrong, and it's all written by the people that you know arranged it all anyway. What about the history is always written by the victors. Exactly. Well, the main bits anyway. You never oh, all the opposing things, obviously, from the people who no, lost. So nothing. It's like, use. But so in that term, it's biased. Mm. But what's yeah. the use of it? You know, if. If everything's based on Newtonian separation and that's what's taught and there's no quantum, nothing taught about conscious, no meditation, nothing taught about, you know, just the new sciences, it's all rehashed old stuff and it's even, the the history is just bloody wrong, you know? They don't really let you explore different avenues, obviously, if you go to private school you get more opportunities Mm, to do that, I know Billie Eilish had money before she was famous anyway because of her parents. I don't know anything about her. Well, her parents were musicians and actors. So basically, she grew up in a, like, that's why she was like she was because she grew up outside the matrix, basically. I'm saying, like, she didn't come from this, like, poor household and she, like, really strived to make it, like, she did have money before, but she was homeschooled and they nurtured her passion for music. music. And that's what happens if you do anything. of course, but Mm. then she spent most of her time doing music and I think her brother was homeschooled that's well. the thing how much passion do you think where they are now exactly She's because she was nurtured popular yeah exactly and why music. is that because she was nurtured as a child and encouraged in her expression yeah. I mean what are, what are we nourishing and nurturing the, in these bloody poor children at there's like these that kind of stuff like music and art they're kind of extracurricular and they, really. and they even make it they always make you know if you went to a job centre and said I'm a musician or artist you know it's not a real job is it well actually back in Greek time you know what it's was like all a real run job when someone <laughs> has already made it Makes sense. Well, it's when you're yeah, to get you're just there, a dreamer. That's, that's it. But like, you know, it's really hard to make it. It's like I know. It's... And then obviously, the people who get there. And what's making it anyway? Like everything's making it. Oh, it's money. Like, do you have a certain amount of money? Have you consumed enough stuff now? Have you made it? You know, nothing's. No wonder they squash the arts because when we do the arts, we discover the power within ourselves, the power of expression and creation. Yeah. Because, you know, when a child does that, it's like the magic paintbrush. You're literally creating yeah. from your, your mind. And I the think. more that's nurtured, so what they're going to be creating, they're going to be creating fear, more small limitations, more boxes, unless you take them out of that. Because can you imagine sitting at a desk for eight hours, learning stuff you don't want to learn and not being able to breathe properly? Those poor children, man. Yes, I can imagine it because I did it. You didn't do it with masks on. No, but I sat there and right. so I know just the basic learning part. I mean, any put it this any way. parent putting their kid in that situation is fucking cruel, man. Put it this way. Fucking cruel. With say music or school, so a creative subject, mm. they make it boring, so kids don't want to do it. Cause we learn. That's because they just don't want people to enjoy learning. And don't get me wrong, classical is amazing. Of course it is. A group of kids starting off with, I like classical music and play some piano. Yeah. Not interested. I think what you need to do is start with the music at the time. Yeah. And break down that, say, 
like learn how people have produced that because then mm. when you start getting into that you go okay well they've t- taken this violin sound made it into this then yeah like, wow okay so you can use different instruments for different exactly and, and then that starts them thinking in so that kind of a way isn't something it something relevant to them at the time yeah because i'm oh, sorry 99 of people on the planet love music you get the odd but that's what we are musical beings yeah. we're really harmonic beings aren't we you get the odd person that's like i'm indifferent i listen to something but I guarantee you, most people love music, because whatever it's within them. genre yeah. they like. So you need to start off at school, I think, anyway. No, encouraging stuff that. stuff that's relevant to them at the time, so it gets their interest first. Exactly. And then you can explore And also, what do they do? Avenues. Exactly. Or what do they give kids? Fucking recorder, three blind mice. Who's going to want to do yeah. music after that? Eh, this is fun. It's the most how to play a chord. It's the most unresonant thing. I think they chose the most boring fucking thing. The recorder, plastic shitty recorder. Like, you know. Put it this way. Yay. It's easy. But and it's fucking if you start dull. Teaching kids you know? stuff that's like complex dull. though. Sorry. Okay. Um, oh. No, it doesn't. Anyway, no, no, I was going to know, I wanted to, I wanted to round up, I wanted to have you round up, but I just wanted to ask you, because we talked about music, I just wanted to ask you, so like, bringing music in, first off, firstly, and encouraging children in the arts, and basically removing the kind of desk system, like, rigid kind of lines, and having a more, sitting on the floor, on cushions, and stuff like that, because the more, and people think, oh, that's all stuff, but the more... If school's about learning and having the best environment for children, that would be the best environment, but that's not what they want because they just want you to learn yeah. what they're telling you and be trained yeah. to obey and to know when to sit down, when to put your hand up. So then you go on and then you do your little wage slave job and then you're trained to do that. And, you know, whenever, like I said before, whenever children don't learn in that way, they always do well. And they go on and they're like making millions and, you know, because, you know, Claire, anyway, she's just uh, someone within my family structure. And I said about home ed- educating my child, she went, I don't agree with home education. She's a teacher, funnily enough. Um, I was like, why? She's just like, oh, children should learn at school. I was like, well, that's interesting because, you know, some of the most successful people in the world didn't learn at school. And I just thought... That was an interesting mindset. Why? Just because everyone does and it's just the norm. A bit like everyone now. Because this is a norm. Does that mean it's the best? Would you want to finish and round up what schools? I'm going to round it up now. I'm going to call this episode talking about schools. Teachers in general are noticed at school. When you have a teacher who's quite cool, quite chill, you usually get kids respecting them because they let them do more of what they want. Obviously, you get some kids to take the piss, and yeah. we, they will be. Rude. So bring it back to but what what was needed. That's what. Yeah, we need. the majority of kids, if they are given the freedom mm. to sit where they want, like not like a seating plan, because that was what people used to really hate at my school. Seating plans, walk in, and be like, oh, you. Sit yeah, why? What's now, that for? You know, you know what like, for? why can't I sit next to my friend? Different. Look, if we're talking me. and if we're really interrupting the lesson. It makes a difference because it trains you, doesn't it? Up, but it's like, give us a chance. Yeah. You know, don't just assume, like, girls can't sit with girls, boys can't sit with boys because they're going to talk to each other. Yeah. That kind of thing. You know, so the children and the teachers are always respected by the children were the ones who let us be a bit more free. Yeah. 
and we respected them for that, so therefore we listened and did the lesson. So basically, talk to children like not like you're training them. Talk to them like you're actually engaged in their education and you're engaged, and it's a, a learning environment that is nurturing and relaxed and not rigid, and you know, with without uniforms and you know, the knowledge that the child is there to enjoy learning because every day is learning and what they make school like is that it's an unpleasurable thing to do this is an uncomfortable thing you have to do this you have to get over it rather than this is fun you know and when children learn through playing you see them at these schools that do this they love it you know it's not it's not boring it's not work it's but you learn just as well but they make that small and they make that stupid yeah but that's the best way so why do they do that got parents at home parents at school yeah, it's probably why kids anyway, love the internet yeah, yeah. so much these days because that's probably the only place that they don't feel policed. Yeah, that's also probably why which is fucking crazy because that's the most place that we're policed. Most shite too because they then do think yeah. Man, what society? Anyway, thank yeah. you for talking to me. So this has been Adventures in Humanness, and I I just thought it'd be fun because my daughter's making some really valid points about um schooling and stuff so i just i just started recording so if you uh enjoyed this and you'd like to hear more just conversations with people and different things and you want to be a guest on adventures in humanness and you believe in truth freedom living loving growing being and you don't believe in living a fear-based lifestyle then please get in contact with me and also i am putting together the global health assist trust and i am looking for donations i'm looking for donors i'm looking for investors and i'm looking for people to come on board with the team and get started and linking global points up of contact and re-education about what health truly is so i'm really excited about that project so if this resonates with you please get on board i'm gonna be doing there's a a group on facebook for for now i don't know how long for knowing what facebook or meta sorry is like and good old mark so you know so i'll probably be going on to the mighty networks but until then there will be a group so there's lots of different things to get involved in you can jump on my group adventures in humanness which is basically going to be the book launch group but it's also for you to express what you want to express if you're a writer and you want to come and talk about possibly being in a multi-author project there's so many things there's so many projects so get involved get involved because there's so much great stuff to get involved with so if you resonate with this and you want to come on be a guest let me know click the link and take care so much love and you know if you still got your kid in school i would really take a really really good look about what they're learning and what they're being taught and what it's like for them to be in these training camps now so you know they're complete indoctrination centers teaching them like hitler youth propaganda it's absolutely shocking so you know we need to speak truth now and just because something is being normalized it doesn't mean we have to accept it because it's cruelty and it doesn't matter who's saying it it's cruelty is cruelty and if it's for no purpose then it's just cruelty and uh that doesn't float with me i don't i don't go along with that or or me or my family or anyone i know or speak to and most human beings in general and i'd really love to see 
uh, teachers standing up for our children and um yeah you know just doing the right thing really because that would be amazing okay lots of love take care keep being free keep being amazing and get involved if you don't resonate with this and don't take it i'm looking for lions and warrior hearts so so much love take care and keep on expressing ignite expression and amplify baby amplify keep having an adventure in humanness <laughs>